Welcome to the alchemy of music. We all remember that song during a summer romance or during a bad breakup. We all remember that album that changed your life. And we remember that concert we'll never forget. We'll dive into those nostalgic moments, hear personal stories while examining the cultural and cerebral effects music has and the magic it creates. We'll highlight upcoming tours, artists to see, and the latest in music. I'm your host, Tommy, and now, let's begin. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Alchemy of Music. Thank you for joining me on another episode. I know it's been a few weeks. I've been super, super busy, but I am here. I am back and I have an incredible episode for you guys today and you're going to love this one. In honor of his new movie, Elvis, which by the way was absolutely incredible, highly, highly recommend, I thought let's dive into Baz Luhrmann. Now, if you don't know who Baz Luhrmann is, obviously he's the director of the new Elvis Presley movie, but he is famous for The Great Gatsby, Moulin Rouge, and my personal favorite, which I have said before on this podcast, Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Now, if you look at all those movies and you know them, especially Romeo and Juliet, you will know that there's a strong emphasis on music. And that is one of the cool aspects when I think of certain directors and the work that they put out there. You know, you think of Quentin Tarantino, you think of Sofia Coppola, they always have these like bomb soundtracks that go with their films and obviously he does too but there is a strong emphasis on music this theatrical sort of essence to it and it's really definitely based off of his background but really wanted to talk about that today we're gonna get into that in just a bit so a lot's been happening I mean Drake dropped his album honestly never mind and It is a house album, which is awesome. He literally had the internet and like a frenzy. Either people really love the fact that Drake has a house album or people really hate it. I fucking love it. I love house music. I don't care. It's good such a good energy and I always feel better after I listen to house music so I'm for it. It was crazy because I've told you guys before I listen to Friday Crate Diggers every Friday as soon as it comes out and it's all like electronic music. I'm always finding new tracks and just seeing Drake on there was pretty dope and then I mean Beyonce same thing. She dropped her song Break My Soul which is also a house track she was on crate diggers I'm like what in the world is going on and her new album not released yet but it'll be it's called renaissance so that'll be coming soon which is super exciting people are wicked happy about that I mean of course we love new albums new music especially from people that we haven't heard anything from in a a while but I mean the house aspect it does feel like a renaissance I think we're all super happy and excited to 
see a little bit of a difference in the world, especially coming out of this pandemic. So, I mean, I'm all for it. Again, I love house music, but either people love it, they hate it. But you know what? It's still Beyonce. It's still Drake. And the thing is, and I've said this before, they're still very consistent with who they are. And as long as there's like some sort of consistency, I'm okay with artists playing around with their sound. Like it's, you know, they're allowed to dip into other things, people just like you. You're not going to have the same job forever. They're not going to want to play the same music forever. And times are changing. So it is what it is. But like, Again, I'm all for it. Actress Julia Garner from the Netflix series Inventing Anna has been chosen to play Madonna in her upcoming biopic. I know that a lot of actresses went for this role and the auditions were pretty intense. Um, So that's super exciting. Congratulations to her. I'm very excited for this. I mean, I love the Freddie Mercury, the Elton John biopics, but I'm a huge fan of Madonna. I grew up on Madonna from my mom. I know quite a bit about her life, so I think it's super exciting, and she was such a power woman and and is, obviously, and, you know, she broke a lot of barriers, pushed a lot of boundaries, but a lot of the superstars today would not be able to do what they can do if it wasn't for Madonna. So super excited about that. I just recently watched Machine Gun Kelly's documentary on Hulu, Life in Pink, and I loved it. I'm a huge fan of his. I'm just so happy that we have artists like him bringing rock and roll back. I know it's doable. It's just getting the record companies slash labels on board and helping to push and promote this type of sound and getting it back on the radio stations, you know, into the mainstream world. But I loved it. It just films him over the course of his few years touring and, you know, even longer than that. There's just so much of his life that you get to see and, um, you know, his beginning start and just it's a lot of it I already knew about. I'm not going to give away too much for any of you guys that haven't heard anything about it or know anything about his life, but he's super interesting. He's so incredibly talented. Just love seeing the making of him go into the rock world (laughs) when he was a rapper so I loved it I just think he's so awesome I am obsessed with his new album (laughs) it's so good it's called mainstream sellout if you haven't heard it but yeah the dude's just killing it and definitely if you guys like Machine Gun Kelly you know nothing about him and want to know more about him definitely check it out it's just nice because I grew up on like rock music and I also loved Blink-182 and it's a little bit of that sound back it's not mimicking or copying it in any sort of way it's definitely um, more modern and you know it's it's also him and who he is that comes out through his music but yeah I loved it so again if you haven't seen Life in Pink it is on Hulu all right guys that's the latest and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Every great director has an essence. They have an essence that differentiates them from any other director. And there are some key aspects which 
help differentiate them from the rest. Great directors have their own shooting style. They have their own aesthetic, their own type of landscape, set design, the way that they want their films to be perceived is usually different than the rest. They'll work with similar types of actors or some of the same actors. This isn't always the case, but with a lot of good directors, they like to stick with their favorite actors that they work really well with. They will also have a theme that is sort of presented throughout all of their films or certain similarities and characteristics like Paul Thomas Anderson has that 70s vibe and sometimes he uses similar or the same actors a lot of times in their scripts or even the way that their actors or their characters will communicate with each other is their own particular way like in a Paul Thomas Anderson film there's usually this lightheartedness and this comedic aspect you know you're watching a Paul Thomas Anderson film when you see one director Baz Luhrmann is no different you know you're watching a Baz Luhrmann film because it is aesthetically pleasing the film itself is colorful it's vibrant it's just so detailed down to the set design and everything in between from what the you know the costumes look like and how the characters are portrayed and there's also this underlying theme in every film that he makes. When I first heard that he was doing an Elvis film, I was shocked. But then when I started to think about it, I was like, no, every movie he makes has an underlying theme. And it's usually about love, but it's also about sadness. It's about heartbreak and loneliness, which does make sense because that is a lot of what Elvis was experiencing in the height of his career and Baz really wants the audience to feel and understand what Elvis was experiencing. But one of the key traits that sets Baz apart from other directors is the music that is in his film. Now, I know there are so many other directors that use great tracks and they have incredible soundtracks, but nothing is like Baz. Somehow, some way, his soundtracks seem to become famous, or some of his songs are just so renowned, you still hear them today. One of my favorite soundtracks will always be Romeo and Juliet. I mean, in general, I love that movie. I love the actors. I love the set. The aesthetic of the whole thing, it's just such a brilliant film. I, The way he made it, I, I literally to this day, I'm like, that was just so smart and that's how I could envision it myself. But the soundtrack is so incredible. First of all, it's so 90s. It has everyone from like Everclear to Radiohead, Butthole Surfers, The Cardigans, and then one of my favorite songs off that 
soundtrack is uh, Number One Crush by Garbage. I remember hearing it driving home high at like 3 a.m. on the radio. I don't know why I always knew Garbage, but I never knew that song. And I remember looking it up and realizing that it was actually on the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. And that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah, such a great song. And then they play Young Hearts Run Free. That is such a classic, classic song. Angel by Gavin Friday. And then obviously when that choir sings When Doves Cry, I thought that was just like beautifully done. That's when they're getting married. And it's just everything about that soundtrack just perfectly coincides with that film and exactly what he's trying to get across to the viewers. Obviously, it's a more modern day Romeo and Juliet story, but there's still this old classic essence to it that I think he just did so well. I was never the biggest fan of Moulin Rouge. I have seen it, but I do know a lot of people that absolutely love that movie, that love that storyline, and love that soundtrack, and Hugh and McGregor remakes your song, which is beautiful, and I know people who love that scene when he sings it with Nicole Kidman, and of course, Lady Marmalade, like, I remember seeing that video when I was in fifth grade with Christina Aguilera, Pink, Maya, Lil' Kim, but like that song is classic. You still hear that today. That is on Spotify playlist. I mean, come on. How do you make a movie that's just as renowned and then make a soundtrack with a song and a video that is still popping and people still listen to today? I mean, he's obviously got an eye or an ear, I should say, for this type of work, but I mean, I I think that's, again, when I realized he was making an Elvis film, I was like, what? But then when I started to retrace his movies, I was like, no, 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 this actually makes a lot of sense. And then, of course, there's The Great Gatsby, which that soundtrack, I don't want to say, was as huge as Romeo and Juliet, but... Young and Beautiful by Lana Del Rey is off that and that song is still very popular to this day. Of course, you guys know I'm a huge Lana fan, but there's so many other incredible artists on that soundtrack, which is so cool because he clearly has the notoriety to line up so many incredible artists to even be on his soundtrack, but there's everyone from Jack White to Beyonce, the XX, Andre 3000, Nero, Florence, Sia, and then there's also a Jay-Z, Kanye, Frank Ocean, The Dream Song, No Church in the Wild. So that's super cool. It's like that movie was made, I think, in 2013. So it's, it's interesting to see the differences between, you know, Romeo and Juliet, all those 90s artists, bands, and just the overall sound of that film and that soundtrack to, you know, The Great Gatsby. So again, like he's just got all these heavy hitters that bring their voice and they bring their music to his films and it just goes to show like how powerful and successful and talented he is. 
Now, I'm not going to give the entire movie away, but a lot of this information is out there because it's already based off of Elvis's life, and it goes from the beginning to the end of his career, and it really just shows who Elvis was, and a lot of this, it's like I knew some of this stuff. I had read a little bit. I knew about the colonel. I knew about his parents, that sort of thing, but there were a lot of things that I did not know, and how he was such an evolving star, and he could dip his toes into different aspects of fame. I mean, he was a movie star, and he made, you know, Christmas songs, and he did rock and roll, but he also broke boundaries, and he pushed limits where back then you could get in big trouble for some of the things that you know, he did and he was a rebel. And just, I'm so glad that we get to like revisit his life and his works because I do feel like it's gotten lost in, I don't want to say it's gotten lost in the shuffle because we all know who Elvis is. We all know like Elvis has left the building, that saying, the Halloween costume. But I think as time goes on, and the generations that have seen him pass, and there's these younger generations, it's a little bit harder to keep some of those people. I mean, obviously, we will always keep Elvis's music and his presence very much alive, but it's his story and how he's evolved. He's pretty much, I don't want to say create, because rock and roll had roots throughout music and inspired by bluegrass and all of that type of sound. So I don't want to say he invented rock and roll because he absolutely did not invent rock and roll, but he was a pioneer and he did catapult it in such a way that it changed and shifted music, which is so dope. But I love everything I love how Baz captured Elvis on screen between getting to see him dance and who he was as an actual performer and just how he evolved over time from the 50s to the 60s to the 70s and it just was so well done and like I literally, I, when I left the movies, I was YouTubing Elvis performances because I was just like, why have I, I mean, I've looked up Led Zeppelin, I've looked up Nirvana, Jimi Hendrix, you name it, but I've never looked up a live set from Elvis and I was just so intrigued and I'm just so glad that we're just really able to revisit that because he really was just so talented and so powerful and music was such an important part of who he was as a human being and you can see how at times he was lost without that as well so just so interesting such a great movie I love all the music that they featured again he goes from the beginning to the end of his career so you get everything from like Hound Dog and Heartbreak Hotel his performance of Unchained Melody 
in the 70s and I YouTube that one too I'm just like I was so moved <laughs> and there's other things that I didn't know I didn't know that Elvis kissed women I had no idea like he kissed female fans while he was on stage so I thought that was super super interesting but such a great movie and I loved all the music that they featured and again like how do you go from Romeo and Juliet, Great Gatsby, Moulin Rouge and then you're taking one of the biggest performers and putting him on screen and recreating his life for the world to see once again I just thought it was so brilliant so smart you also want to learn about Elvis's life and just a lot of the decisions that he made and how he wanted to represent himself so yeah it was so good and highly highly recommend checking that out I may have said this on previous episodes, but I'm a huge fan of Elon Musk. I follow him on Twitter. I love everything he comes out with and says, and he's just so authentic, but I remember once he tweeted the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, and then he tweeted that he loved the fish tank scene, which is such a classic scene, but if you watch it, they're looking at each other through the fish tank and they're playing Desiree's Kissing You. It's just such a beautiful scene and that's just a perfect example of how music can impact a scene and a film and how it can just stay in your brain and be so memorable and it's like what what would that scene be like if that song wasn't there? You know what I mean? So it just goes to show show how music really can affect a film. I was researching a little bit about Baz's background and his mother was a ballroom dance teacher and his dad had run a movie theater and of course this makes so much sense. This explains who he is as a director and also his film style. Now after seeing the Elvis movie and definitely think it's probably like number two on my favorite Baz Luhrmann films, I'm really excited to see what kind of other movies he has in store for us in the future. Alright guys, that's it for me for today. Thank you for joining me on another episode today. I hope you guys love this one. I want to hear from you. Let me know. Have you guys watched the new Elvis movie? Have you seen any Baz Luhrmann films? If you have, what are your favorites? What about Romeo and Juliet? Do you guys love the soundtracks, the songs? Let me know. I want to hear from you. And please don't forget, if you love this podcast, Please don't forget to rate it, review it, share it. It helps this podcast get out there. It helps these episodes, these stories be heard. And again, thank you guys so much for joining me on today's episode. Happy to be back. And I will talk to you guys next week. Take care.